When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live, Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor behind the SteelCurtain.com, and we're bringing it to you again just on the other side of the bye week here. Pittsburgh Steelers football is back after that short absence, and we are taking on the Cleveland Browns. Boy, it feels good to get through a week without Steelers football. It makes you uh, makes you uh, really appreciate uh, when, the, when the team's on TV, regardless of that emotional roller coaster they put you on, but uh, definitely missed it this past Sunday. The Steelers, of course, will be back on taking on the Cleveland Browns this weekend in what is, of course, a monstrous affair. Uh, not only is redemption on the mind, but uh, just standings here in 2021, big time on the line, knocking off the Browns, pulls the Steelers out of last place of the AFC North, 
puts them into a playoff spot and uh, keeps them on a very positive roll heading towards the playoffs. And really, a playoff push starts with a win here this Sunday. You're going to get tons of content about this over on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and our entire network of podcasts, of course. This is a massive game. I'm going to take things on a slightly different perspective this week and focus on the AFC North as a whole. Right now, it seems like any which team could take this division. I know if you asked a a Ravens or Bengals fan, uh, they certainly wouldn't lump the Steelers in there. But right now, if we're being honest with ourselves and we're looking at this team and what they can do, I generally think this is a four-horse race to win the AFC North, especially if the Pittsburgh Steelers can win on Sunday. I know they've had their struggles. I know they've had their warts, but there is a path to win this division, and a lot of that comes down to what uh, I think of the other two teams ahead of the Steelers. Now, today's show, we're going to be ranking the hierarchy of this team, and if we got a little bit more time, just kind of uh, take a look at some other odds and ends around with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but but ranking this division as a whole. I, we'll break this down into uh, into alphabetical order here. Now, first and foremost, the Baltimore Ravens at the top. To be honest, I've, I've been very, very vocal about this team being one of the most overrated teams in football. They were in first place, the AFC, for a, a few weeks in a row here. But genuinely to me, I've stood by this the entire time. I think they're an overrated football team. And what happens when the Cincinnati Bengals roll into town on Sunday? They absolutely steamrolled them. The Bengals took care of business the way I think a lot of teams should handle the, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they have Lamar Jackson at quarterback, but but generally, a ton of the talent begins and ends right there. The Ravens don't have a good offensive line. The running backs are basically all injured. The receivers aren't good. They have a great tight end in Mark Andrews, but that's it for the offense. Defensively, their defensive line is all old guys, and Brandon Williams and Clayus Campbell, they're not what they used to be. Uh... Odefe Owe, um, I know he's a great story as a pass rusher, but to me, in the run game, he seems like he's one of the guys you want to run the football at. Uh, He's done some good things in the past, but I genuinely haven't been that impressed. I I think Justin Houston's been okay, but again, he's one of those old guys. They're linebackers, again, like there's nothing that jumps off the paper to me. And uh, to be fair, I think they have good corners. Their safeties are just okay, but I think they have good corners. But generally, when you look at this team, there's nothing that impresses me. If it wasn't for Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker, this team could quite easily have a losing record and have a losing record by far. And and really, with the team they have, they could quite easily be, what, a 2-5 and five team at this point. Uh, they're, they just haven't been impressive at all. They barely got past the Detroit Lions. Uh, they fluked their way some, to some victories late. The Indianapolis Colts completely collapsed against them. The Ravens should be thanking their, their lucky stars. They're 5-2. and two. There's really no reason they should be there. And one of the reasons why I've hammered them being overrated all year long, they fluked their way to victories and really a, a game-winning field goal away from against one of the worst teams in the league to an embarrassing loss. But all of a sudden, one of those Hall of Fame-level type plays from a kicker, and that's not the message coming out of that game at all. Now, for the rest of this team, 
I, I just don't think the Baltimore Ravens are the team at the top of the of this division. I, I just, I very much don't think they're going to finish there. And I still think they are, they won't finish second. I think they come around in third place in the AFC North. And I genuinely believe that. And, and I, I should really hammer home the, for the fact right now that this team in general, this this whole viewpoint, not just this team, this division, I should say, we're ranking them right now. What, what these teams are, what they are with these injuries, and uh, what what they look like uh, the rest of the way out here. The next team I want to touch on is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals because, of course, they just knocked off those Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati was a team that I think a lot of us viewed at the bottom of the division. And really, for for a decent reason, their offensive line was okay, better than last year. Uh, we didn't know what Joe Burrow was going to be coming off that major knee injury, one of the worst knee injuries really a, a player's come back from, especially within one year doing all the damage he did. He's looked great. Uh, Jamar Chase has been unbelievable story for them on top of their unbelievable receiving core, as it is in T. Higgins and Travis Boyd. Joe Mixon still looks like a fierce runner despite getting older. Uh CJ Uzuma has been one of the best tight ends in football this year. Their offense is a force um, and generally one of the best in the NFL. And we cannot overlook that anymore. The Bengals, they're legit, especially in offense. On defense, Trey Hendrickson's doing his thing. Uh, their linebackers are doing their thing. Mike Hilton's looked really good. He's, he seemed to re-energize that secondary much in the way that he did for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, I think the Bengals are the best team in the AFC North. And I, I don't really think it, it's one of those things you can argue that much. Uh, and I know Browns fans will, will raise their stink, but with their injuries, there's there's no way they're up there right now. Um, and really, I feel like this show is going to end up being more of a hot take show. But just in my genuine opinion, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in the AFC North, at least right now. They got to prove, of course, being a young team, they can continue to win down the stretch, which is one of those tough things uh, for young teams, uh, especially with young quarterbacks, young coaching staffs. It takes time. Typically, you see these great teams uh, when they when they go on to become contenders, needing a year before they can take that real championship level step. So uh, maybe the 2022-23 Bengals, maybe that's one we should fear extremely as being a real threat at taking the AFC crown. But right now, at the very least, they're one of the better teams in this conference. And uh, right now, to me, sitting in the driver's seat in the division. Now, the other team that is in the Pittsburgh Steelers, and to recap here, I got the Bengals in the top spot, and I have the Ravens in the third slot. So the next team I think we need to break down here uh, is the Cleveland Browns before we get to our very own Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, of course, uh, the Steelers are uh, taking them on uh, in a week's time, or this, this Sunday's uh, dates, but this game in general against this team, the Cleveland Browns are Badly beat up. Uh, one of the, one of the longest injury reports in the history of football since these things have been re- reported, if not the most banged up team there is. Nick Chubb is coming back, expected back, I should say, unless there is a setback, which typically means they will play. Uh, but Nick Chubb is going to be the focal point of this offense. Baker Mayfield, he, right now, looks like he's going to be out for a very long length of time. Um, Really, you look at the rest of this offense, Kareem Hunt is hurt. Uh, The offensive line's getting dinged up. 
the tight ends haven't been quite there with Hooper and Njoku. They haven't been super, super impressive. They've had some decent games, but nothing that uh, you fear. Uh, Jarvis Landry's been up and down because of injury. Odell Beckham Jr. is battling that shoulder injury. And outside of that, even though he's played, he's been a non-factor for this offense. It's almost like, and really something I've been saying after, since after that first year o- Odell's been in Cleveland, it might be an addition by subtraction type thing because... He is not a focal point of that offense at all. And they're just wasting a ton of money and a, a star player, really, by just leaving him out there and not getting him the ball at all. Odell Beckham, he's one of those guys that desperately needs a chain of scenery. This offense is not it's not what it was, and especially with these injuries, are prime for the picking. Defensively, we know Miles Garrett is a beast. Yeah, we know that, period, point blank. Uh, with Jeremiah Usu koromoa missing time, those linebackers for the Browns really aren't that special. The defensive line, outside of Garrett, nothing is that amazing. Jadavian Clowney's having a bit of a bounce back year, but a lot of that's just due to the part that the rest of the guys around him are specifically Miles Garrett, are just that much better. And the, the DBs, again, they've been fine, but I, I I wouldn't say they were as good as they were a season ago. I, I think there's some real holes in this Brown team, and as long as they're going to be fighting this injury bug, which on paper right now is going to be for at least a few more weeks, they're the bottom team in the AFC. And right now, you hearing this, I, I know I know pretty much everyone picked the Browns as the winner of the AFC North, uh, especially like, even Steeler fans have been doing it. But right now, if they can't get out of this hole, yes, I know that they, they pulled off a victory against the Broncos um, with these injuries. But on, and honest to God, I think this is a team that's primed for the picking and could work their way down to that Browns position in the AFC North, their usual home fourth place. If they can't get healthy, they're not a team that scares me in the slightest. So right now, uh, of course, uh, we'll, we'll get to the Steelers side of things in the second half of the show. But just looking at the rankings of this division right now, I have the Bengals at the top. Obviously, the Steelers would come in at number two, and that's for as critical as I've been on them all year long. And I'll get to that more on the second half. Number three, I have the Baltimore Ravens, who I swear is the most overrated team in football, and that's including the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been absolutely putrid this year, and then the Cleveland Browns at the bottom. Who would have thought that this is where the division would be, um, what, seven weeks into the year? But generally, I believe that's uh, the way it will shake up if things continue to trend in the direction they are. Um the Bengals have been unbelievable offensively. I think their defense shows potential, and their play calling has been very, very good too. They got some chemistry with their young guys. They're a team that is going to be deadly this year, but very much so next year. They are the team to watch in the AFC North moving forward at the very least, especially with Joe Burrow on that rookie contract, which uh, if you follow me for any length of time, you know uh, that... I am a firm believer that teams are in their championship window when you have a, a rookie quarterback uh, on that. Uh, I shouldn't say rookie quarterback, a, a quarterback on the rookie deal those first five years. Uh, you just have all that extra salary space. And your contender, when your quarterback is three or four years, uh, once again, that franchise guy is in that that second deal, but uh, nearing the end when typically those numbers drop and you can uh, beef up the team around him. So the Bengals having Joe Burrow on that cheap dime, that that's going to make them a contender for at least the next three years after this before they'll have to reshuffle their team uh, largely to, uh, to fit in that mega deal of Joe Burrow, which of course will be a, a few years down the road. Um, 
And then again, the Cleveland Browns at the bottom, which uh, I know people are going to come after me for, but you look at this team right now, they're beat up, uh, they're underperform- underperforming to a degree, and uh, I, I really think it is a team that could be taken advantage of in this division. And a, a team I think the Steelers should uh, very much beat this year, uh, this week, uh, in the dog pound of Cleveland. So uh, we'll get into more reasons why I believe the Steelers are the second place team in the AFC North in just a minute. Uh, we'll be right back with the second half of the live mic. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second half of the show. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. If you like what you're listening to here today and want to continue this conversation with me, uh, you can always go ahead and follow me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. Uh, love interacting with each and every one of you and uh, possibly answer some of your questions on the podcast. If, uh, if you shoot me some, uh, I love uh, being able to uh, give your, you guys the content that you deserve and the content you want. Um, so you can always go ahead and do that but uh, to get back into the theme of today's show and ranking the AFC North of course I broke down the other teams in the first half but the the, the team of course we're all here to, to talk about and learn about is the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, now I just want to offer my opinions as to why I think the Steelers despite some uh, bumpy roads at the start of the season are still the number two team in the AFC North basically it all comes down to the defense and the offense really starting to lean into what their identity always should be. Now, starting off with the offense and that identity, clearly what I mean by that is the Steelers now uh, figuring out this offense needs to flow through Najee Harris. This was huge. This was always going to be something that the Steelers needed to do if Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to be the exclamation mark, exclamation mark, guy, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. He is not the focal point of this team anymore. And I think it'd be foolish for any team uh, to to think that uh, a franchise quarterback that's uh, getting a little uh, gray in the hair and long in the tooth is still going to be the guy to to drag you to win after win unless that guy is a freak of nature uh, named Tom Brady. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is not that. I, I think we can all be uh, adults about it and realize that that's not quite the situation we are faced with with Big Ben. 
Despite that, Big Ben is still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He's still a, a middle, a middle 16 type guy. Um, I know some analysts will, will rate him as low, closer to 24. Some will try to rate him lower, but that that really isn't fair. Um, I, I'm not going to put him in in the top 10, but uh, he, he's definitely still, in my opinion, a, a guy you take over a handful of other starters in the NFL. There's nothing wrong with that. That necessarily really isn't going to be enough to win you a championship alone, uh, but the Steelers have made the moves to uh, get the, the right guys involved and become the focal point of the offense, and the Steelers the last two weeks have gotten the running game going against the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos, and that running game is going to be what the Steelers need to uh, to go far this year, and so far, this offensive line's been improving to a degree that this running run game's gotten more open holes and let Najee Harris uh, do Najee Harris-type things, and the Steelers are going to have to continue to do that all year long, and really are going to be dependent on uh, the rookie running back being healthy uh, moving forward here, which, of course, uh, all comes down a little bit of luck, especially with uh, the running back position, but that's what the Steelers are faced with. The rest of the offense, uh, Ben Roethlisberger just needs to uh, handle the football correctly. He can't be forcing turnovers, and really hasn't done that as much, uh, especially against the Seahawks and Broncos. Yes, it, it still happens. That, that's what's going to happen. We have uh, an old gunslinger at QB. It's just a nature that the game. But if Ben can have one or zero turnovers per game, I, I would be fairly confident the Steelers are walking out more successful than not. Um, and really, these skill players are. A huge reason why I'm I'm still a believer in this offense to a degree. Now I know they're never going to be the number one offense when it comes to yards or scoring, but that's okay. We'll get into reasons uh, in a moment why they don't exactly need that, but. The rest of this offense in general, I, I really like this tight end group in Pat Fryermuth, Eric Ebron, and Zach Gentry. They all bring something uh, to this offense that I, I think uh, the Steelers haven't exploited enough. But uh, once they do, the, this offense will take another step forward. Uh, Fryermuth, I think, is one of those special receiving tight ends uh, that still has a, a little bit of grit and blocking ability to his game. That could be something really, really special. And uh, generally, I think it, if the Steelers had a, a different quarterback in the future, because, of course, uh, Ben's not going to be here forever. Uh, definitely won't be here throughout the entirety of Fryermuth's career. Um, more, more of these younger guys are more willing to throw to tight ends, unlike uh, Big Ben has uh, throughout his career. Even though I know I've talked about a lot, Heath Miller's never been a guy that Heath Miller, or that Ben Roethlisberger got the ball to uh, dozens of times per game, despite having talent that uh, could argue that necessary. And I know the Steelers have had a tons of talent across the offense that that wasn't necessary. But I think Fryermuth is a special guy that the Steelers have right now that hopefully Ben starts throwing the ball to more, especially after he he can build. Off that Seahawks game where he got seven targets and picked up seven receptions. That is big dog type stuff. The receivers, too. I think Deontay Johnson's kind of figured out uh, the old hands. Uh, he's catching everything seemingly this year and is clearly Ben Roethlisberger's number one guy. Uh, if Chase Claypool can figure out those 50-50 balls and start catching more of them than not, or at least actually catching them at a 50-50 rate, this offense will again take another step. He, he's not been coming down with a, a lot of these passes that you would expect him to. Um, something that we saw Michael Pittman Jr. doing that Sunday nighter against the San Francisco 49ers. Going up, jumping over 
over a guy, hauling it down, and then finishing the run for a touchdown. Chase really hasn't done too much of that, uh, and really hasn't done much of that here in the sophomore season. He needs to add that to his game, especially being such a big-bodied receiver as it is. And the rest of the receiving core, James Washington, Anthony Miller, uh, Cody White, whoever happens to be on the, the in a, the game, they just need to uh, be able to take care of their own business, catch the football. Uh, and I'm not worried about uh, a whole lot more than that. But I still think the Steelers have guys that can do exactly that. Now, getting to the reasons why I don't think the Steelers need to be that uh, red-hot dynamic offense to win a, a ton of football games, well, really, it's quite simple. Uh, the Steelers right now are a team, uh, when you look around their defense, it's clearly the strength of this team. T.J. Watt is an absolute game-changing animal. Uh, it forces the Steelers, or Steelers opposition, whoever it may be, to get rid of the ball a whole heck of a lot sooner when he's in the game. Uh, Cam Hayward's perhaps having the best season of his career, despite being into his 30s by a couple years now. He has been a stud. Uh, and Stefan Tuitt will be coming back, and that will just add another dimension to this team uh, and really eat away team's ability to run the football at all against this front. And then Alex Highsmith and Melvin Ingram on the other side have done uh, some pretty positive, nice things as well that I think uh, Steeler fans should be excited about. Um now, going past that, too, I think this team uh, on defense has a lot of the right pieces in its defensive backfield. Uh, Joe Hayden's showing that Vats, vet savvy. He's uh, he's put together another great year for him, uh, and you just hope he can continue to do that week in, week out. And there's no reason why he won't get another NFL contract, uh, of course, him being a free agent this upcoming offseason. Cam Sutton has uh, showed to be more, more than capable of holding down that uh, outside corner spot, and I, I think uh, he's proved a lot of that, especially that time he missed when other guys were playing there. The Steelers just weren't good enough. Uh, and when Cam Sutton's playing, uh, they're definitely a better team with him playing that opposite corner to Joe Hayden. Uh, another pleasant surprise in that DB room is Trey Norwood. Typically, you don't expect nothing from a Pittsburgh Steelers seventh round draft pick, but Norwood has been an absolute stud for these Pittsburgh Steelers. He's coming down making tackles against big bodies like DK Metcalf. He's knocking the ball down. He's been one of the highest rated rookie defensive backs in football as a seventh round pick. Huge. Uh, that's crazy value. And when you start hitting on, on picks in the late round, that's when you start building championship teams. And if the Steelers can continue to do that and find more guys like they did Trey Norwood, look out because uh, this team could uh, have a very bright future ahead of them. Uh, and of course, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, we know how talented he is. Teams are flat out not throwing him the ball. But uh, Minka's still saying, hey, if you're not going to throw the ball at me, I'm going to hunt the football uh, regardless. He is leading this team in tackles, which is something you don't typically want from a free safety. But he is reading plays, uh, diagnosing where the ball is going, which is away from him. Uh, and he's not getting those interception numbers probably ever again. But uh, because of it, uh, they're slicing half the field and a uh, Minka's just been able to hunt receivers and uh, build up tackles uh, with ease. Now, his running mate, Terrell Edmonds, is also in the middle of the best year of his career, and uh, I, I feel quite com comfortable in saying that. Uh, ha has he missed a tackle here and there? Sure. Has he has he gotten beat a couple times? Yeah, kind of, but he has been shut down on tight ends. Uh, he's been a, a, a fairly sure tackler. Uh, I, I honestly think uh, he is someone who's deserving another contract, whether or not that's in Pittsburgh, but just another reason why 
uh, the Steelers defense has been as good as it was uh, or has been. Uh, and then lastly, those inside linebackers, I don't really think Devin Bush, uh, Joe Schobert, or Robert Spillane have been overly impressive, but uh, they've still gotten the job done most of the time. I, I think uh, Schobert has shown flashes of, of extreme excellence in that coverage game for a linebacker. And I think Devin Bush has shown flashes of his old self, but until he gains 100% confidence in his knee, it's hard for me to get there with him. But uh, he definitely can be that player we've seen from him in years prior. It's still in there, and you can see that uh, every now and then. Uh, but uh, he's still just got to build up that confidence in himself. So the, the Steelers, the combination of offense and defense, they have just enough offense to win games. And they have more than enough defense to hold opponents to minimal scores. If they can just continue to, to do what they've been doing against the Seahawks and the Broncos, they will be a pretty successful team this season. And, and that's kind of the huge reason why I have them in that number two slot. Uh, I think they have more than enough in a couple spots to win these games. I, I generally think they can beat the Ravens both home and away. Uh, I, I think they can take down the beat up Browns team here. I think they can beat the Browns again late in the season when they come to Heinz Field. Uh, it was either week 17 or 18 for that matchup. Uh, it, hey, one of my bold predictions uh, going back a week ago before the Bengals uh, knocked off uh, the Ravens was the Steelers would finish 4-2 and two in the AFC North in their standings. Two of those wins uh, come against the Baltimore Ravens. The other two come against the Cleveland Browns. And both losses coming to the Cincinnati Bengals who all of a sudden seem like they have the Pittsburgh Steelers number. Uh, and, and right now I, I feel like I feel pretty confident in these uh, predictions and I think uh, the AFC North will go and once again a recap will go as followed. The Cincinnati Bengals sitting in that one slot, the Steelers in the two slot, the Ravens in the three, and the Browns in the four. Yes, I said that. You can roast me at the end of the year if I'm wrong, but uh, you're dang right. I'll probably be bringing this up if that's exactly how it falls. But I have a feeling that that's the way this cookie crumbles. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning into today's show, this edition of the Live Mike. It's always a pleasure breaking things down for you. And before we let you out of here, I just want to remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Should be your one-stop shop for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, from film rooms to commentary, breaking news, uh, you name it, it is available there at uh, at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And not only that, just make sure you're checking out the entire family podcast. There's tons of content here for you. Uh, the more you listen, the more you like, subscribe, five stars, uh, the more easy it is for us to, to bring you even more of that content. So uh, once again, thank you for tuning in today's edition of the Live Mike. My name's been Michael Beck, and we'll catch you next week. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.